Super Rugby under our belt and things are really heating up. It seems uh, only early days in the competition, but uh, there is a lot happening, believe you me. Joining us today, we've got a couple of guests on the show today with us, helping us out. We've got Sully up here in Queensland. How are you going, Sully? Welcome back to the show. Good, mate. I've nearly recovered from the weekend, uh, but uh, I think uh, Gaffer will tell us more about that. Absolutely. It was, a, it was a tough one for me. I reckon it took me the whole weekend. My family were not enjoying my company this past weekend. Uh, but we do have oh. someone who would have been loving it over there in the West is Ben Gaffer. How are you going, mate? Enjoy G'day, it? boys. Yeah, I'm not sure what you're talking about. I had a glorious weekend. It was fantastic. The year just, <laughs> just keeps getting better and better. Four in a row. What a remarkable performance by the by the force. But we're going to talk a bit more detail about that later. We do have a special guest coming on the show a bit later on, Benny Alexander from the Wallabies and obviously the Brumbies who are on top of the conference at the moment and playing some very good football. We've got to mix things up a bit this week and it's not just because the Reds lost another game. It's just because we thought, you know, we're getting close to the middle of the season. It's round eight coming up. Uh, sorry, we just had round eight, so we want to do a bit of a sort of a mid-season review. So I'm just going to go through the Aussie teams in general and the competition and just have a bit of a chat about how they're all faring and, and, and what we think for the rest of the season. First and foremost, guys, how good is this Aussie conference at the moment? The talk's been there. I think the South Africans are saying it, the Kiwis are saying it. We're the strongest conference at the moment. W- would you agree with that, Sully? Uh, well, it certainly looks that way. I mean, when you look at the team's that we've played from the other conferences, we're, we're doing pretty well. Uh, we've got, what is it, three teams in the top six? And the Absolutely. Reds are only two points out of the top six. So, yes, I think we're doing very well. It, it's interesting. The away games is where everyone struggled this year. I think the Waratahs uh, defeating the Stormers, uh, was it last week? Um uh, was the first away win in the Republic, and then at the same time, uh, sorry, the Crusaders also beat the Lions over there too. So that was the first time anyone's won away from home, uh, cr- crossing the ocean, so to speak. So there's a few domestic away wins, but when people have had to sort of go overseas, it's the first two games that have been won away by the Crusaders and the Waratahs. So uh, it shows you it is a pretty tight contest. Winning at home is, is pretty key, and, and it may be a nature of the, the, the draw so far, but there's some tight competition here. What do you reckon, Ben? And, and this is, you know, the force is stepping up and, and competing well, but it is a pretty tight competition within the Australian Conference. Yeah, well, not even just the Australian Conference. The entire, the entire ladder is very congested. It's, I think there's only points separating the top six from, from first for the Sharks and, and even the top ten. Again, there's only, I think, a bonus point winning game from being able to jump into the top six. So it's, it's pretty... Uh, pretty jam-packed there and, and, and it's still early days it's only what round nine and, and when most teams have sort of got six or seven games under their belt so it's going to be a tough old year to be able to get up into that, that top six and make finals and, and like, as you said yeah the teams uh, who will be able to win at home will be able to well, that's that, that's what teams will be, we aim to do make sure they win all their games at home and, and then it has been such a 
such a hard time making uh, on, on the road uh, over in New Zealand and in, and in South Africa. So the teams that sort of can handle that will be able to uh, get a jump to the competition, I think. How's this for a stat, though, guys? And we'll get on to the Australian conference in a bit more detail, but you talk about how tight the rest of the conference is. But you have a look at that New Zealand uh, conference at the moment. Every team has only won three games. Do you believe it? Everyone's Ooh. only won three games. You chuck on the Chiefs, who've had a couple of draws, uh, uh, but everyone's only won three games. Wow. Who would have rem- thought you'd see the Kiwis, you know, only winning three well, basically only winning half their matches. That's right, but just remarkably, they're all on exactly the same level. There's a couple of bonus <laughs> points in, a couple of draws there, obviously, but that's a remarkable statistics in that Kiwi conference. Shows you how tight it is. Do they have an outright um, team in the top three? Or yeah, the, 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 the Chiefs, Chiefs are far yeah. and away. The Chiefs are far and away. They're actually uh, third, so they're you know they're probably equal with the Waratahs on points and with the worst yeah. points differential. Um, so they're realistically in fourth space, but they're the highest ranked. Yeah. Kiwi team, three wins, only the one loss, but two draws. Um, and, you know, the points difference is not substantial, only 23 points, but four bonus points, which those Kiwi teams are very good at picking up. But I find that a, a remarkable little um, statistic in the draw there. What we're going to do today, as we talked about, guys, is we want to go through these Aussie teams in a bit more detail, where they're standing now and, and how their season's progressing. We're going to start, I guess, at this stage, we'll start at the bottom, start with the Rebels. Unfortunately, Stu was... Uh, was unavailable tonight. He, um, as we said, we only keep him, get him on when the Rebels win, so we've only had him on the twice. But the Rebels, guys, what's your feeling there, uh, Ben? How do you reckon their season's gone? They've only won the two games, but um, hasn't been all doom and gloom, has it? No, they've definitely had a tough, tough start to the season, and, and would be pretty disappointed with uh, being with how things have panned out. And after they were sort of tipped for a shoot up the ladder at the beginning of the year with. There's some really good uh, recruiting in pre-season, and then also then having a, a solid pre-season, getting a lot of uh, lot of wins against some quality opposition. Uh, and, and then they started out with a bang, with a with a big win in, in I think it was round three, their first game of the year. And then they sort of uh, they made all those changes to the team in that fourth game, and, and from then on they sort of struggled. Sort they've struggled to uh, to put it back together, and and they find themselves sitting in 13th spot with two wins and and four losses, and. Uh, and, and not much to else to to be happy about, I guess. They've yeah, it's been they haven't been playing bad, but they've just sort of they haven't had any luck really. I think they a lot of the games they sort of go to sleep for a bit, and then the team gets a jump on them, and then they've left themselves with, with too much work to get done. And, and uh, like even that that Tars game, I thought they were in it at half time, and and then they sort of got blown out of the water after that. And, and they, that's the rest. That's pretty much how their their season has panned out so far, I think. Yeah, that's right. They're, they're off on, off on type of thing. They had that, that great first up win of the season versus the Cheetahs, as you mentioned, but couldn't back it up against the Force and were, were blowing out there. They came back at a tight loss to the Crusaders in a fairly uninspiring game. We've talked about that in the past. But then, like you say, competing with the Waratahs, but were again blown out of the water there. But then they, they, uh, Finished on top of the Brumbies in, in, a, in a wonderful performance, uh, particularly late in that game down there in Melbourne. And last week just went down by three points to the Highlanders um, away from home in a, in, a, in a game that they yeah, could have taken feasibly, but uh, not quite there. Sully, what's your read on the Rebels this year? Uh, improved? Oh, yeah, I think they're much improved. Um, but you're right about saying that they're playing you know, hot and cold, but it's hot and cold within games, within halves, within quarters. I mean, 
they'll play some brilliant football and then um, they'll they'll kick for touch and and let the pressure off, yeah, by not not getting the ball out, or or they'll be kicking out of their own 22 and they'll kick it straight to the back three of the opposition. Or what was the one the other week where they had the penalty, so he he took the quick tap and kicked it out, yeah, for then gave the opposition. It's just it's just little things that are letting the pressure off the opposition and letting them run back at them. Um, you know, and, and just not keeping the pressure on the opposition and they're playing great attacking football. It's just not continuous. Yeah, they could probably do with the... If you're looking at the balance of the team, and I think they've got a well-balanced team. They've done well. What they probably need is, you know, they've got Higgers and, and Weeks and, and some of that experience in the forward pack is... They're probably really lacking that in the back line. I know they've got Tamati Ellison this year and he has been an excellent signing for him, but but someone who can really control a game. We've talked about their challenges in the fly half and there's no doubt Hegarty's a, a fine young player who, who's on the up and, and developing, but he hasn't played a lot of rugby. Um, you know, he, he, he doesn't really control the game as yet, can't really take control of a game, and which, which is something you'd expect to develop as a young fly half. But if they had, you know, dare we say it, Beal's still there or even a... Uh, you know, a, a focused James O'Connor playing at 10, uh, what a team they may well be. And, and I'm sure they'll be looking at helping Hegarty develop, but also possibly looking at that fly half position as they go, because there's a lot of talent around that team. Uh, don't you agree, Ben? What, any standout players from your perspective who, who's caught your eye? I think uh, standout, the young fella, Nick Sturzaker, he's... Um He's, he's put Luke Burgess on the bench and, and he's taken his shot and, and I think he's doing a great job. We saw him on the weekend against the Highlanders. He, he made a great break in the, in the first few minutes that that, that led to a, a, a try. Yep. Um, and I think he's one to really look out for to lead that, that Rebels back line in the future once he gets a few more years under his belt and, and then even make, make the step up to, to the Wallabies. He's, he's got a great pass. Uh, from the ruck and, and he and he's nice and nippy like a like a good uh, halfback should be. So I think once he gets a bit more confident in his position in the team and 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 learns to really uh, sort of guide those forwards around, I think he will uh, he'll be great for the Rebels in the future. But he, he needs he needs that number that ten that solid number ten to part to create that partnership in that Guinea Cooper sort of style where they they can lead the Rebels going forward in uh, in in futures in the future. Yeah, I agree. He was the first name on my list too. And I know Jason Woodward's had a, a, a fantastic year so far and, and looked excellent there from the back. But Sturzak is the one that I've got my eye on. Um, I thought Burgess was a great signing. I thought he was playing really good rugby at the start of the season. But Sturzak has come in and has just added something to this team. And, and mate, you talk about Wallabies, it would not surprise me if sometime this year he was wearing a Wallaby jersey or at least touring with the Wallaby team perhaps at the end of the year or so because I think he's a real talent. And, and it's fair to say I don't think anyone's actually really stood there, stuck their hand up to be, I say, number two behind Will, Willie G, but we might talk about Guinea a bit later, but no one's really stuck that hand up and really wanted to dominate that nine position. What about you, Sully? Anyone from your perspective? Oh, look, I mentioned him on the Tuesday top five, mate. It's Mitch Inman. Yeah, I'm yeah. just amazed, amazed at the difference in the man. Uh, I mean, going from a tackling machine, he's always tackled well, but he's not much in attack. You know, it took him, I can't remember how many times it took him to score a try, but once he learned how, he's just gone from strength to strength. Um, and he's got a step, he can pass. But moving to number 12 has just been a different man. But going back to Nick Sturzaker for a second, has anyone seen him box kick? It's a good question, mate. I, I can't think of one. No. Because uh, yeah, th- that could be the weakness in his game. I haven't seen him kick. 
Yep, right. It's interesting. I was going through the stats the other day. Um, someone was making some comments about Willie G's uh, kick pass and all that sort of stuff and comparing him. Nick Phipps is another one that doesn't kick much at all. Um, I guess he's, he's got mm. some talent outside him, but he's one that doesn't kick for the Waratahs much at all. In fact, before the last round, I don't think he'd kicked all season. So um, it's interesting. Uh, you know, the box kick can be a relieving thing, but, but maybe it's something those scrummy halves can get hung up on a little bit too much. What about areas of improvement that we need, Rebels? Any, what do you think there, Sully? What, what do they need to be focused on to get back uh, to a bit more consistency and whatnot? Um, I think their scrum could be a little bit more stable. Saying that, it's not bad. It's not, yeah. I mean, none of the scrums are bad this year. Yeah. It's I think good, that could be... Yeah, it's a good point. They've recruited strongly in the front row, haven't they? And, and they, yeah. there's a lot of expectation around that scrum, but I don't think it's been the dominant weapon the they had desired yet. You know, they've made a few changes with uh, uh, Smith and Lahif and Weeks and the like coming through, but uh, I think that's, that's I agree with you, mate. I think that's one position they'd, they'd, they saw that as a weapon for them potentially, or at least a lot of their fans did, so let's hope that they can get that back on. And they weren't helped as well, losing Sexton at the beginning of the year, and, and that sort of threw out their, uh, their hooker. Uh, position and, and that's they, right, yeah, yeah. So it hasn't helped that. Um, I think their uh, their forward pack is a decent forward pack. They will they will need uh, others to stand up, especially Caden Neville. Yep. Um, I think with with uh, with the announcement of Hugh Pyle moving on up north, um, Caden Neville he's really got to start fulfilling sort of what we saw out of him in what 2012, I think it was when he made when he became a Wallaby tourist. Um, he's been really disappointing last year and this year when he when he's come on. So I think he's got, he's the one that they really need to step up and, and fill in that third third uh, lock role and 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 then into the future going into that starting starting position. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, the, again, their strength is back row. Sean McMahon, we've talked about him. Scotty Higginbotham, absolutely, quite somewhat of an inspirational captain for them. Scotty Fugastor, who wants to have a go at that name? Fugastor. Yeah. He, I mean, he's playing well. And Geordie Reid, you know, they've got some good depth there. Uh, their outside backs is where they're struggling at the moment. They've had a few injuries there, Lockie Mitchell and the like, and, and Tommy Kingston. So uh, that depth will test them. But um, we'll see how they bounce back. The the Rebels, they're uh, currently, I think, third bottom on the ladder um, of the overall conference. They're obviously on the bottom of the Aussie conference with this. The two wins uh, so far and... Um, not the worst points differential. It's a negative 29, but um, they uh, they'll be wanting to, uh, to to turn that up in the next few months. What we're going to do now, guys, is we're going to jump straight into a look at the Brumbies, but we're going to do that with a very special guest in Benny Alexander. So bear with us, and we'll get Benny on the line. <laughs> Here we are, special guest star, Wallaby and Brumby Pop, Benny Alexander, joining us. Ben, thanks a lot for your time this evening. Really appreciate it. Yeah, no worries. We didn't drag you away from the finale of the of the block at all? or? No, no, no. We just had dinner with a few of my uh, fellow colleagues. So, yeah, no, just get home. Good, mate. Well, we appreciate that. I want to speak to you about your front row, but we'll get to that soon because it's a real strength of the Brumbies at the moment. First questions, mate. How is the off season for you? A bit of a coaching restructure down at the Brumbies. Obviously, uh, Bernie and, and uh, Laurie have been there for a while, but Damien Marsh coming in. How is the off season for the Brumbies? Uh, how do you take it? You've been there for a while. How would you compare it with previous off seasons? 
Yeah, no, it was really good. Um, I've you know, been fortunate enough to have had to do. I've dealt with Marshy before, before, you know, when he was back at Brumbies up until I think 2009 was his last season. So he, uh, you know, he, he's won you know championships at Brumbies. He won 2011 with the Reds. So he's uh, an outstanding um, S and C or strength and conditioning coach. So been really good to have him back. Uh, but as far as you know, the footy side of things, you know, Laurie and uh, and Steve Larkin did a lot of the coaching anyway. So, you know, they're very both very hands-on coaches and, um, yeah, and our Dan McKellar's uh, come along to help with the D and a bit more forward stuff. So, you know, we, we, we managed to get through quite a bit of on-field content in the off-season and uh, I think it's shown dividends. Yeah, it has, mate. Well, I want to speak to you about it in a sec. But how about yourself, mate? You have been, uh, you know, you're a senior player. You've been there a few years. How's your level of motivation? Were you enthused about the off-season? I guess you had a, would have had a little bit of a break there, but you're up to another another season of Super Rugby, obviously. Yeah, and no, I'm really enjoying it. Um, you know, we everyone's still got that disappointment of, of losing the grand final last year you know, against the Chiefs to be sort of 15 minutes you know, to go to be up by 10 points in the GF and to lose uh, was was pretty hard to swallow. You know, to get to get so close, yeah. uh, but still, you know, the Chiefs ran away with it and showed their class. Uh, you know, left a pretty burning, a big. You know, there's still that burning desire to go one better and. Um, you know that that track starts with with the preseason. You know, putting in all the hard work to make sure. You know, if we get that chance again, we won't fall over in that last 15 minutes. Yeah, excellent. That's great. Um, you talk about you had caught up with his. Was there some of your other front row mates tonight? Was that right? Um, no, no, no. Sam Carter, um, oh, right. Pat McCabe, and Scott Fardy. Oh, excellent. Oh, we. <laughs> I'm glad you caught up with a couple of green and gold favourites there, and we had Paddy on yep. the show a couple of weeks ago. Um, Fortunately, yep. we had some recording issues, but uh, it's all sorted tonight, mate, so we're, we're, we're glad you could make us. I did want to talk to you yeah, about no, your, your front row buddies there. You've got some young guns in your front row. Scotty Seal we saw a bit of last year, a couple of appearances for the Wallabies, and obviously had a great season for the Brumbies, but I'm keen to know a bit more about these guys. You've got Scott and the, the Smith twins, the South African boys there, um, Ruin and JP, and then even Sylvia Sylvia, your, your backup hooker. Tell us about those guys and, and how they're progressing and their talents. Yeah, well, Ruin, obviously, Ruin and JP, yeah, they're from South Africa, and they're sort of quite, you know, not, they're, they're very you know, typical South African props, so they're big lads, they really enjoy the physicality side of the game, so they're, they're good ball carriers, uh, they're good, they, you know, they like to put big hits on, and, um, you know, and they're both, they're both working hard, they've got good attitudes, they're really training hard, they're really, you know, improving, uh, and Saliva's, you know, he, he was nominated from a pretty young age as a bloke with quite, with, you know, a lot of potential, and he's really starting to, you know, learn off, learn really well off Maury, and his line-out throwing and his scrummaging's improving. And around the field, he's a great ball carrier. He's a yeah, very sort of dynamic player, and he he's just yeah, sort of scores the limit with him. And he's really starting to, uh, you know, to to, to um, really start to improve. And I think you'll see him get more and more game time. Excellent. Because the set piece has been a real strength. Like the, the, the Brumbies form this year, and we, we've said it on the podcast a few times, they're, they're one of the few teams that has stepped it up every game. Obviously, you had that first round loss to the Reds, but ever since, the performances have raised and raised, and we'll acknowledge the, the, the blip against the Rebels there, but then you were back last week and put in a great performance about the Blues. And it's interesting you talk about you know the disappointments of the... the um, the grand final last year has got you all focused, but there's a there's a real improvement. There's obviously a, a strong determination with this team to to really uh, to you know take it one step further this year, I guess. Yeah, and well, we sort of look back to, I mean, not just the grand final. I mean, 
can't make excuses that Chiefs are a better side, but you know, we, we met, we lost a few games, like we lost to the Force in that last round, we sort of drew with the Kings, games like that, uh, we lost valuable competition points, which at the end of the day made our, um, made our path through the finals pretty tough. Um, you know, if you're consistent throughout the season, you get rewarded with home semis, home finals, uh, which, you know, which is crucial. I think you look at the stats with the way wins, uh, sides winning away from home are quite low. Yep. Um, and while it's, it's not impossible, um, I just think with the travel, you know, you've got to make sure, you know, you come in that top one or two to assure a good path through the finals. And, um, and we sort of, yeah, we, we had to learn the hard way by having to you know, travel to Africa and then come back and try and, you know, beat a, a, an outstanding chief side at home. Uh, it's probably just a bit of a bridge too far. So, you know, that's keeping us focused and you know, making sure treating every game is a must win because, you know, you don't know which game um, will cost you those competition points. You know, at the end of the day, like it's just every game so evenly fought. Um, yeah, I think there's that experience there. You know, we've got quite a few guys that have got at least sort of, you know, your Sam Carter, your Scott Fardish, your Nick White, um, Joe Tamanis, all these blokes have sort of had at least two Super Rugby seasons under, full seasons under their belt now and they know what to expect and they know just every game, uh, if you're not on, you're going to get beaten. So, like, look what happened against the Rebels. Any side can beat any side. You know, look at how well the Lions are going. Yep. Um, you know, Crusaders are getting beaten, and they're a great side. So, it's just such an even competition, and the key is just to be able to back up and perform at your best week in, week out. Yeah, absolutely. So, I, I touched quickly on the on the uh, on the set piece there. Your scrums are real weapon this year. Um, you know, been strong in the past, but you know, a couple of important penalties you've drawn this year and 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 whatnot, but it's a real weapon this year. Has that been a particular focus, or it's just, I guess it's always a bit of a focus, but even, you know, since JP's come into the team, uh, it's maintained its strength. It's a it's a real weapon for you guys. Is that something you base your game around? Well, I mean, we base our game around all aspects of forward play. You know, we don't, you know, we, we like to be a side that, you know, we, we, the game starts as a forward at the set piece and a breakdown, you know, so we, we, we put a big emphasis on making sure, you know, that, yeah, we disrupt line-out ball. We're just trying to disrupt opposition scrum ball. Um, we give as good and obviously disrupt opposition breakdown ball, um, as well as trying, you know, give our backs quick ball from from rucks and good, uh, you know, and leave the ball on a you know, deliver the ball on a putter at scrum and line-out. So it's just a yeah, part of our mentality. You know, you re- the game for as a forward really starts at the set piece and, and at the rucks. And so yeah, we, we we do put quite a bit of emphasis and quite a bit of work into it. Yeah, excellent. Sully, you have something there, mate? Uh, yeah, Ben, um, you've had the new scrum engagements now for, what, nine or ten months. Uh, how do you think that's going, mate? Yeah, I really enjoy them. I mean, end of the day, I mean, it's, I think it's probably, yeah, uh, made challenging the way it used to be. You know, there's no sides can't just sort of have it engaged and get the ball in and out. It's sort of really making it each scrum longer and more of a contest. I think it's more of a... You know, it's not an engagement contest anymore. It's really either pushing contest, and I think it's simplified scrummaging a lot. It's just, yeah, and I think it, but I think it also takes a lot more effort. I think it, as an aid, it, it, is, it is a lot harder, these rules, but I think it, it you know, it, it, I really enjoy it. I really enjoy it from the, the, the point of view of it does really require all eight even more than it used to. Uh, it's just a really, um, it's hard to explain, sort of a really pure form of teamwork. You know, it really does take all yeah. eight, and a lot of people, the back five really sacrificing energy to really bust their backside um, for the scrum to go well. They may not get the credit for it, but you know um, it really really makes a big difference when you when they 
really uh, rip in and have a crack. Yep. Now, it certainly looks like it's a lot harder. Um, there's a couple of things that annoyed me, and it's not from the way the engagement is. It's like um, penalties for early engaging, and there was one the other week for shoulders touching before he said engage. And I'm just thinking to myself, being an old prop from before the uh, the hit came in, that these things don't really matter. Does it annoy you? When, when rescued penalties now for early engagements? Well, no, I don't think... Yeah, I haven't had too many actually early engagements. It's more pushing before the ball's in. So that was sort of... I think a lot of, you've seen a lot of penalties for them besides pushing early. You know, they really... Referees really want stability. And I think, like you said, if it doesn't affect the stability, then it shouldn't really matter. Because um, the referees end of the day, their objective is to get a, a scrum completion and, and they look at the best way to do that is have stability before the scrum. So if sides are already engaged and pushing each other before he calls, the ref's call um, set, then, I mean, obviously, the referee can blow a penalty. But if it doesn't really affect it, I mean, I'm yeah, more for just letting it play on if, and let the, just let the, the front rowers deal with it. But, um, yeah, they're really trying to look for that stability before they call set because that obviously, I think, increases the chance that it won't collapse and we'll get a scrum completion. So that's sort of what yeah, what, what they're looking for there, I think. Just on the stability part, you say, one thing that I've sort of noticed, and I'm not sure if it's just me, but once the engagement, uh, once that you've had the engagement and, and, and before the ref sort of calls the halfback to put the ball in, I've sort of noticed a few teams, it looks like they're almost holding back or pulling back and, and, and forcing the attacking team, they're sort of going forward. And I've seen a lot of penalties given against the, the team with the ball uh, because of an early push or an early uh, shove. But it, but it almost looks as though the defending team is is sort of pulling back on that, knowing that the ref is looking for that stability. Is that something that you've sort of had to, to work on or you've noticed yourself or you guys as a, as a unit have sort of addressed? No, I don't think it's that. I think some sides are probably sticking to the rule a bit more and holding and waiting where some sides are loading weight straight away. Um, and, you know, you either get stability with both sides sort of holding and then building pressure or both sides just going at it from the start. You'll get stability either way. It's just it's whether the, yeah, the weight from both sides is even. That's what creates stability. Uh, I think you find some sides sort of wait a little bit longer and get try and get a second shove. Uh, and wait for the referee to call in and some sides like to push early and just go straight away. Um, and it's just for the understanding, you know, what, as long as there's stability, I mean, yeah, you just got to do your homework on, on what sides do, which sides do, um, you know, we use which tactic. And I mean, I haven't seen too many cases of sides just trying to walk backwards. Um, you know, that'd be pretty negative and uh, I don't think that, I think that's something if the referees can pick up on it should be stamped out of the game pretty quickly if sides are going to use negative tactics like that. Okay. Mm. Mate, uh, I want to have a quick look at this week's game. You're obviously taking the Reds up here at Suncorp. Um, first round loss to them uh, down there in Canberra. It's obviously the, the Rod McQueen Cup. Do you take anything from that first round win from the, the Reds in, in terms of how they played and what you expect out of them for this weekend? Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah, we take a bit. I mean, it's obviously, we look at where we, we let ourselves down in that game. Um, you know, we got, we got some uh, first-hand experience sort of how they attack and how they go about things. But, I mean, I think they're in a different side to when we played them in round one. I, mean, I think they've been, they've been playing quite well. They've been unlucky, uh, especially with their two games in South Africa. I thought they played quite well. Um, 
and yeah, they only just lost on the weekend to a red hot four side. So they, yeah, there's, there is a lot we can take out of that first game. But uh, in saying that, you know, that it's that was a couple of months ago, and, and both sides have improved. I think, you know, with the way we've been playing compared to that round one, we're a much improved side, and, and I think they're an improved side as well. And um, who knows, they might change their tactics. You just don't know. So. Well, you can read into a little bit of that first time we played them. I think you know you're best to sort of also go in with a pretty open mind that they might change things. Sure. And now looking further ahead for the season, I mean you've had a, a fairly domestic start to the season, just the one trip overseas, I think so far. So you've you've obviously got a bit coming off. You've got another. You play the Crusaders in a few weeks' time, and then obviously your South African trip towards the end of the year. Do you start looking at that and how you're going to tail in the season and and the the the, the the approach to the tail end of the season, or is it just still you're looking at this with the old cliched one game at a time? Well, from a player's perspective, it is. It's all about this weekend, I and mean, coaches are probably planning for all that, but that's their job. Our focus is really just this is going to be a massive game up at Suncorp. Um, you know, it's all the, the Waratahs are right there behind us, the Force are right behind us, so we could go from being top of our conference to third in the space, you know, over the weekend. Or, or no, I think they're playing each other, so I think yep. one of those sides could dump winner of that game could probably jump ahead of us so it's very much just focusing about this game um, and then we sort of think we have the bye the next week so then we can regroup but we do know sort of in the back of our mind we do know we've got a massive block of games coming up with uh, you know grand final replay on Anzac Day here in Canberra against the Chiefs uh, Crusaders away and then we've got Sharks at home we've got Jake coming back to Canberra and then we've got African trips so we've got you know we do know we've got a big block coming up but in the same mind, we're only really focused on... We are only focused on this big game this weekend. Well, that's great, Benny. Well, look, look, we really appreciate your time. We know you love your sleep, so we're not going to let you go. But um, has been a grand, fantastic form, both you individually and, and the Brumbies as a whole this year. We wish you the very best. A couple of red supporters on the on the phone here. So we're not quite this weekend, you know. Best team win, and, and hopefully they're wearing red. But we do, We you know, we love seeing the Aussies doing well. It's a great conference this year. Um, so good luck with the rest of the season, mate, and uh, hopefully we'll get you on again sometime. Yeah, thanks very much, guys. Hope everyone gets out to Suncorp. It's always, uh, boys really love playing up there. It's a great stadium and always get a big crowd, and yeah, everyone's very excited. Hopefully put on another you know, pretty big good spectacle, because I think when we played them last year, when it was a draw, it was um, everyone that I spoke to said it was one of the best super games they'd watched in a long time, and uh, hopefully we're looking to repeat that, give a, give a good high-quality performance for the fans to watch. Brilliant. Can't uh, not, not, not too high quality, mate. Not too high quality. <laughs> just, just, oh, well, from the that? <laughs> just from the Brumbies. That's all right. Yeah. Oh, just, no, no, so no. the Reds, Reds have to win it. That's well, right. As long as they win it, but it, as long as we make it entertaining. All right. Yeah, exactly. Right. No, we love it, mate. <laughs> well, look, best of luck again, and, and uh, we'll uh, speak to you again later in the season. Uh, thanks very much, guys. Anytime. Thanks, Ben. Thank you. Thanks to you, Benny Alexander there. Great insight. Nothing like a podcast focusing on the uh, the tight five there, and particularly the scrums. I thought that was really good insight there. Guys, you, you enjoy that chat with Benny? Yeah, it was great. Yeah, especially, um, you don't think about, when you're just watching, after years of not doing it, you don't think about how much much more effort goes into a real scrum than just uh, the hit and walk forward style well, scrum. Interesting to say he, he, you know, the real impact the back row are taking as well in terms of um, 
you know, he, he's really cognizant of his back row having to be a part of the scrum. And, yeah, it, it's probably a bit of a given, but it probably, you know, we've seen that with some Wallaby teams and other teams over the last couple of years of some of the back rows poking their head up, and, and this current scrum rule probably doesn't support that sort of approach. So it gets it down to true scrummaging, which is, I think, the traditionalists all love. But uh, let's look at the Brumbies. Now we've had a look at the, the Rebels. Let's have a look at the Brumbies, the other end of the table, obviously. They're leading the way at the front there. Sully, what's your read on them so far? Obviously pretty damn impressive. Uh, yeah, mate, it's just uh, business as usual, isn't it? They, the the, the uh, change of coaching hasn't affected them at all. Um, yeah, and like Pat McCabe's just putting spiders on himself every week because... No one wants to go near him, and he's not the biggest centre in the world. But I don't, I don't know how he does it. Just we, we, there's an interesting observation on the telecast the other night. I think it was um, his foot speed. They reckon that's the definitive one that's really changed for him. So it's obviously giving him a lot more explosive power. Um, but you can see it. He used to be a bit of a loper, but you see him now, and his foot speed when he gets the ball, foot speed and traffic is noticeably enhanced. And, and and maybe that's just you know providing him a, another level of uh, of power and, and, and acceleration and, and he has been on fire and it's remarkable you think about it you know Lilia Fano's on the bench there Tamua's playing damn well uh, Mog's still there at fullback Robbie Coleman's you know scoring tries all over there how do you fit them, these guys all into the team Tavita Kurandrani Andrew Smith's there they've got great depth this Brumbies team they're being tested in the forwards no doubt they've had a few injuries there but their back line they've got um class across the park. Yeah, we spoke about it in uh, one of the podcasts earlier in the year. They they had a, a fair few injuries early on, but they've started now slowly coming back, and, 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 and it really showed how, how deep they really go with having, now having Nui yeah, Afano on the bench, and, and we saw Tamul go down uh, in the first half on the weekend, and Nui Afano came on after half time, and it was like he had never left sort of thing, or it was like still like having Tamul on the field. And they just was continued business as usual and, and, and got the job done quite convincingly over the Blues. Uh, and then in the forward packs, you've, you've got Benny Moen just being a menace at, at lineouts, Stephen Moore continuing on where he left off with the Wallabies last year, and, and, and then the loss of, loss of Pocock really, that was massive, but the rest of the boys have really, really stood up. Scott Fardy. Uh, yeah, they're just, they're just trudging along really well. They did, they've had their hiccups. They, they lost to the, to the Rebels, which they, Benny, ben Alexander sort of mentioned about last year how that really cost them. They, they would want to try and rectify those sort of things, losing to to those uh, to, to like to the, to the Rebels and, and the Reds at the beginning of the year. But but I think they're really tracking nicely to sort of attack the rest of the season and and make a push to try and get back to that final and go one better than last year. Yeah, and Benny mentioned it in that interview. Uh, they've got a decent run home, and how about these for some key games for them? So that uh, when is it? The Anzac Day weekend. So they take on the Chiefs on the Friday night, Friday the 25th, down there in Canberra Stadium. And look, they've talked about the Canberra crowd not being there. They had a poor crowd last week. Happy to put some of that down to wet weather, but they haven't been supporting this team like they should. I mean, yeah, any team that makes the grand final last year and, and they're doing damn well this year, they should be pulling bigger crowds than they are. But that Friday 25th of April when they take on the Chiefs at Canberra Stadium and then he mentioned that they'd also take, they also host the Sharks two, two weeks later on a Saturday night. Uh, with Jake White coming back to camp. But what a couple of cracking games 
um, they have. So they've got a decent run home. They don't head across to South Africa until round 14, so the week after they play the Sharks. And they'll play the Cheetahs over there, and they'll play the Bulls over there. So Bulls will be a challenge. Cheetahs, who knows what you're going to get week to week. But, you know, they're winnable games for the Brumbies, and they could be real um, season determinants, particularly because it's close to the tail end of the season there. Yeah, I'd just like to mention a couple of other things. They've, they've lost Sam Carter for a month. Yep. Which is a big loss, I think. And the other guy no one mentioned is Jared Butler filling in for, for Pocock. I reckon he's done a great job. He he has, and I think you're right, though. I think it's part of that team because Farty, how good Scotty Farty. He, he's running wide, making gaps, setting up tries, but he's also snagging pilfers. Um, he's uh, the ultimate forward. Yeah, you're right about um, the loss of Carter. That's that's a challenge for them, and, and it looks like young Tom Staniforth uh, will get um, a run this weekend. I believe he was, I think he was player of the under-20 nationals earlier this season, and mm-hmm. um, perhaps a Golden Boot winner the Australian Schoolboys last year or the year before. But he's a wonderful player, so it'll be interesting to see how he steps up against the Wallabies. You know, Simmons and Hall. So that'll be a big challenge for him, but. Um, Brumby's looking good this season, guys. I think we can all agree that they deserve their spot on top of the Aussie Conference and um, have a fair chance of going on well this season, hey? Absolutely, yep. And they've still got players like, yes, yeah, Spate to come back. And so it's just, yeah, they're just going to they're gonna give it a real, real hot go this year, I reckon. Henry Spate, I forgot about him too. Absolutely. All right, we're going to move on to the other team, uh, the rest of the teams. Let's go talk to the Waratahs next down on the ladder. Um, they're currently sitting uh, second on the conference, obviously, but they're also they're fourth overall. But like I said before, they'd effectively be in third spot. They've equal with the Chiefs, but the better for and against um, so far this season. Now they started the season all guns are blazing. Uh, they had a, a loss uh, two weeks ago in South Africa. Uh, sorry, I'm just trying to find my score chart cards. Obviously, they. Went down to the Sharks. They bounced back last week with a really important win versus the Stormers. Okay, it was just the Stormers, and um, there's some challenges there. But need I remind you that everyone on the podcast last week tipped the Stormers to win that, except for me. So they were definitely underdogs. So uh, a good performance by the Waratahs there. And their only other loss for the season was that tight one against the Brumbies down in Canberra. So, Ben, how are you seeing their form this year? They're obviously still pretty impressive. Yeah, absolutely. They, and they, they've been doing it the last few weeks without Israel Folau. Um And, and, and yeah, they, they're sitting outright, well, should be third, I guess, but they're sitting fourth on ladder, second in the Australian Conference. So they would they'd be relatively happy, I think. I think uh, they would have liked to have done it, probably one, got that, had a better showing against the Sharks uh, in South Africa. Um, but other than that, I think they've had a really, really good, good, good start. They had a big win against the Force, followed up by a massive win against the Reds. Uh, and then and then they had the hiccup against the Waratahs and then sort of uh, sorry against the Brumbies um, and then sort of were a bit lax days in their first half against the uh, the Rebels but they they showed what a quality team they are across the park uh, and, and came back and 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 really really stepped up. You've got just stars across the park in a forward pack. You got all Wallaby front row and and, and Wallaby sitting on the bench. You've got. Uh, you've got that crazy South African, what's his name, uh, Potkita, who's just flying in everywhere and, and causing havoc at the rucks, and, and uh, he's just doing damage over left, right, and centre, which is great for them. And, and he's really brought out the mongrel and the rest of the pack with uh, with uh, Douglas and and Skilton. Yeah, he's, um, so ex- he's he's exactly the player they wanted, isn't he? He, he is yeah, a real mongrel. 
yeah, he's, and he's brought it to the rest. The whole pack has sort of stepped the game up, and and really he's leading by example there, which has been great. And, and Michael Hooper's doing what he does best, making making line breaks and and uh, and, and pilfers and, and tackles, and, and that doesn't even then we don't even look at the back line yet, which again it's just stacked with stars. So I think they. They've stepped up from where they were last year. A lot of uh, a lot of running last year. But I think they've sort of added in that sort of bit of a kicking game, a bit more territory game, and and uh, but it'll be interesting to see how they keep evolving as a team and and and, and being able to fit those players in. They've had a, they've had a few injuries now. They've lost both their wingers, uh, Beatham and Alofa Alofa yeah, this week. Yeah. Um, so it'll be a chance for players like Crawford. Uh, and Carraro, I think it is. Um, Crawford had a great year last year, so he'll get his, his shot back on the wing probably this weekend. Uh, against the force, along with uh, Rob Horn, who returns from uh, suspension. So I think yeah, they'll be relatively happy with where they are. And I guess Michael Check is never happy. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, it'll be uh, that, 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 the rest of the. It's going good for them, I guess, and and uh, and, and their, their fans should be happy with with what they produce so far. Well, they certainly seem happy. Their fans, um, they they. Uh, you know, they've been long battlers, underperformers, the Waratahs, but it looks like so far they're doing so well. Let's see if they can sustain it. And can they sustain it, uh, uh, Sully? Do you reckon they've, uh, they're the real deal? Oh, yeah, they look great, mate. And it'd be interesting to see what the crowd numbers look like, you know, after the trip back from South Africa. So they did quite well in Africa. Um, I'm just wondering, uh, with uh, Israel Folau back next week, will they be tempted to put Kurtley Beal on the wing and leave uh, John Lance in at 12? Or do you reckon he's going to slot straight back in nah, at 12? I think they'll slot him straight in there um, at 12. It worked so well for them early in the season. And they, they've just swapped Lance, they swapped Lance and Beal around. Obviously, last week it didn't quite work for the Sharks uh, with Lance at fullback. But uh, I think Kurtley will be back in at 12 as soon as they can. Yeah, and Crawford on one wing. And who do you think they're on the other? Has Carrara hasn't been picked? Is, is Beatham out as well? Beatham's gone, and yeah. Horn, Horn played on oh, the wing Horn, he against, did, he? Yep. against yeah, the Sharks, so they'll probably put him on there, and, and he'll probably... I think he swapped in to sort of... They, they all went in one, and, and Beal dropped a fullback yeah. in that game as well, so they might sort of put do that and put Beal somewhere, or they'll, they'll let Beal uh, defend at 12 and, and leave Horn on, Horn on the wing up against the Honey Badger or, uh, or Moran. Yeah, exactly. Look, I, I I'll agree. tell you what... Yeah. How good's the Ford Pack going when you don't even uh, think about Wycliffe Palu, be, Palu being out? Yeah, but that's an interesting one for me. I mean, I, 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 I'm, you know, my positive for the the Tars this year, and we mentioned it early on, is you know this this infamous try of the year that they scored in the trial match before the season had even started, and and we mentioned it in that podcast post that where they showed the combination and enthusiasm and, and, and whatnot that you would expect from round 10, not a pre-season trial. And I reckon they are a team that are that are connected. I think they're, you know, they're supportive. They're, they're really a strong self-belief within the team. And that, that's going to hold them a, a long way. And that, that's indicative in those away wins, particularly in the Republic. So I think that's really a great sign for them. I do have some concerns, and these are only ifs and buts, and, and probably more out of me trying to find some concerns. I mean, for the for the sake of argument, but Parley's injury, the indication now is he's going to be a week in, week out um, consideration. So how they manage him from now in is going to be a real important part because he has been in fantastic form and he's a, he's a key player for them and and the Wallabies. Um, so any injury concern they have now is is concerning for the Wallabies, and they play. 
the Red, the Waratahs play the Reds in that last game of the season, which hopefully will still be an important game outside of the traditional rivalry. Hopefully it still means something. But then they go straight into the finals, and if they're there, that's you know two, three, four critical games in a row. They're going to have to string out a parley. Um, so we'll see how they go there. My other question mark about the Waratahs is still about their halves um, in Foley and Phipps, and, and whether they are uh, you know Super Rugby champion halves pairing. I'm not convinced. I think they're both wonderful players. I think Foley's uh, an exceptional talent and, and has in, improved dramatically this season. Um, Phipps has played well. I think an interesting stat I mentioned about his, his lack of kicking. He's, he's just getting it out there and, and uh, giving it to his outside men. Um, but um, I, uh, I really question whether they're the big-time players in the halves that can lead this team to a premiership, but whether they need them when they've got the likes of Beal and Ashley Cooper and, and Falau outside them. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I think Beal is, is, the, is the, the linchpin there with, with what you're saying about Foley and, and Phipps. With Beal there, it gives it that other option and, and, and other bit of creativity that they that they need and, and class that they need to be able to, to, to run the rest of the back line, I guess. So I guess he sort of... We, we showed on the weekend they probably didn't have as much uh, flair or as much go forward as they have up against the Stormers in, in past games. Um, so with, with Beal back at... At 12 this weekend and full hour back at 15 that they should be able to get back to where they were at the beginning of the year I think yeah absolutely alright so there are good ones too let's move on now we'll move on to your beloved force now Ben and, and, and long overdue and here they are sitting at uh, fifth in the ladder 18 points couple of, just a couple of points behind the Waratahs they're, they're in the negative points differential just a negative two though but four, game, four wins, and they're four wins on the trot. Talk us through it, Benny, mate. You're, you're loving this, I'm sure. Absolutely. Not even I. I must admit, I did not even think this sort of thing could happen to a, to a force team and a force supporter like myself after eight, eight or nine long years struggling. But they, they proved us all wrong, and they've started the year in great fashion. Well, sorry, they didn't start the year in great fashion. They had those two very disappointing losses against uh, the Tars and the Grumbies and, and I thought yeah we're in for another very very long season but then some some something happened in that Rebels game and, and they just clicked and, and they haven't looked back and four on a truck club record never been done before so yeah it's, a, it's amazing and, and they've got they've got a decent uh, few games coming up this week with the Tars so Tars at home on their way back from uh, South Africa I think they they, they would be happy to, to, to face them at this sort of time of the year after uh, after their trip over there, so it's a good time to face them. And then Rebels away and Bulls at home, so realistically they should be targeting two out of three wins there, and then that would keep them right at the top of the table uh, before they head over to uh, to South Africa to play the Stormers and the Cheetahs. Um, so, yeah, one of the highlights for me really this year uh, has been the defence. Uh, in the last four games, uh, we've only let in six tries. Now, that's that's great in itself, but when you look at those six tries, three of them have been when they've been either a man or two men down. So when it's 15 versus 15, they've only let in three tries in six games. Uh, sorry, in four games, and that's up against teams like the Chiefs and the Reds. So that's something to really be proud of and, and something that, that the team, uh, Dave Vessel, should be really proud of, uh, getting getting those guys up after those sort of first two games where... Yeah, we let in seven tries in the first two games, so they really, really fixed that up. So. Yeah, the defence has been great, and mate, we'll talk about it briefly. The, the the game on the weekend versus the Reds showed a lot of guts, a lot of heart. You know, there are times I, as a Reds fan, I was there. You know, I was nervous, but I thought I was pretty comfortable that we had that win, and then 
Hayward came across the line and, and scored late, and, and you guys held on, and, and it showed, you know, who, you talk about your defence, when Quade's taking a pot for field goal to try and tie the match up, you know, early on in a, after a, in a phase play, you know that there's he rates your defence there, so it was uh, a great win for the force um, away from home, I think that's two in a row at Suncorp as well, so real remarkable positive signs from the force there. Sully, what do you think season long? You don't have to talk about the Reds game, but they're obviously looking pretty good. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to remember how many um, how many games did Foley say that you guys were targeting for wins this year that he got scoffed at? Eight. Uh, ben? Eight. Eight. Yeah. Well, you're halfway there, and it's halfway through the season, so you'll be happy. And Soleimani um, Rosalia, how, how's he going? Uh, he's got a broken arm, so he had surgery on Sunday. Uh, straight after the game in Queensland, so I'd say he'd probably stay in Queensland with his family, and uh, and I don't expect to see him for a few more. I'm not sure how long. They haven't, they haven't said how long he's been out, but he, he won't be playing in the next few weeks, that's for sure. So he'll probably be after the break and after the June test. I think it's usually six or seven weeks with a broken arm. I think, if I'm correct. So yeah, he's out for the for most of the season now. So he's been he's been going pretty damn well. Um, he's a big loss to you guys, I think. So. Who's going to fill in there for you? Yeah, that, that's a really interesting one. I've had a few chats with different people the last few days about who can go in there. There isn't there isn't a, an out and out standout thirteen other than I guess Junior in in the in the, the squad. Um, there's a few options. You've got uh, Chris uh, Morrison uh, who was pulled out of the shoot shield last year, and he was said to be this this great sort of player. And we saw uh, he played in the Lions game, which uh, really, it's harsh to, to critique him against in that one game against the, the best team in the world, I guess, at the time. And But he, he didn't really set the world on fire. And uh, really, any other option I can sort of foresee is uh, is the Honey Badger moving in and then putting Marcel Bracky on the wing. Marcel played at 13 on the weekend, but I just don't sort of see him as the 13 going forward. Um, there was a suggestion during the... Uh, the um, Press conference uh, after the Reds game, one of the reporters said that uh, maybe to put put Godwin there, and Foley sort of agreed and said that would be one of the options. Really? So, right. yeah, and that would leave it open to maybe bringing in uh, maybe a Luke Burton uh, in, into twelve, who's also another young WA boy, uh, been selected in the under twenties, played in the under twenties Australians last year. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see tomorrow. I'm looking, I'm waiting intently to see who, how, how they sort of attack that, and whether they they do a reshuffle or they bring, you know, Marcel or uh, or Chris Morrison or even a Dane Hallett Petty in there. So. Yeah, right. Look, no, I think surprising. Uh, sorry, Reg. Uh, surprising they haven't mentioned Luke Morahan. He he's played some 13 as well, hasn't he? Yeah, he's played with club there, and oh, no, he's definitely played club there. Whether he's represented there for Queensland, I, I don't think so. But he's definitely played with club footy there. Yeah, I don't think they sort of see him as a as a third. And they mentioned it at the beginning of the year, and he sort of he they, they, it was put to him, and he sort of said, "No, I'm I'm here to play sort of fullback wing." So yeah, who knows? Um, look, this this force team has really been the success has really been built on the back of the, the traditional aspects of the game. I, I'm really wrapped in their tight five, mate. I, in particular, that front row. I'm, I'm a big Pet Cowan fan, and I'm glad to see him sort of back in form. He, you know, he was in and out a bit last year, but his form this year, the last few games when he's back in the team, has been outstanding. Nathan Charles is one that's really stood up, and he's a real dark horse for this Wallaby squad. You know, assuming there'll be three hookers involved, um, 
you know, he, he, more is a, a definite, and he gets to Tarfley's the second. But that third spot still up in the air, and I reckon Charles is a real show for that. Weeks Wikes had to really step up this year, and he's doing that. Matty Hodgson and Ben McCalman are just fantastic. Angus Cottrell, um, but then out to your nine and ten, and, and the, the sons, Matthew Son and Eberson. I, I, you know, that's the key to you guys. The one to ten, and I'm not saying you're playing ten man rugby, but those guys are just on top of the game at the moment, and it's um, it's really you know being shown in their results there. Yeah, absolutely, and and they're really there's a lot of cool heads, I guess, in in yeah. the, in the uh, in the team. Like we, we, you mentioned, the 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 Quake Cooper going for uh, for the kick uh, to to try and tie it up at the end, and I think that was about sort of six or seven phases, might might have been a little bit more, but in, into that that play, and we saw that the try, the lead up to uh, to um, Hay- Haywood's try at the end, that started on the, their own uh, 40 meter line, and they marched it. 15, up back to the 22, 16 phases and scored a try. So and they just didn't panic. They knew they needed to get the try to to get in, there, and no one panicked. And they and they worked their systems back and forth. 16 phases later, and they're and they're next to the post and, and up by by three. So yeah, that that's been a real change. Uh, that that sort of nine ten and the cool heads, which nobody's sort of panicking and, and getting getting ahead of themselves. Remarkable. And you talk about your upcoming draw in your next three games, but you also have that. As you say, that uh, that South African trip coming up. So not only do you have a bye leading into it, but you do. You're playing over there. You're playing the Stormers and the Cheaters. The Cheaters, the bottom two yeah. teams in the competition at the moment. Now, yeah, absolutely. No givens by any means, but if you want to play two teams away, they're your two teams. Absolutely. I mean, if you go to South Africa, I guess yeah. You don't, the Lions. They've they've really stepped it up this year, and, and you don't want to versus the Sharks. Uh, so yeah, you're up against the Stormers, who have, who have sort of been struggling a bit with their attack, but the defence is great. So and, and the Cheetahs are again a, a very hot and cold team. So it's a, it's a, it's a good draw to have, and, and hopefully yeah we can come out with a, with a few wins after that and, and have our have our stretch on the on the have our run run home and then try and make our first finals, which would be great. Exciting times. That's great. That's got to be a little bit excited about that. Good stuff. Um, all right. Well, let's move on to the team they beat, Sully's and mine team, and let's talk about the Reds. Sully, I'm going to let you have a bit of a rant. Go for it, mate. What's <laughs> where, is it as bad as we think? Uh, no, I really don't think it is. But there is a couple of key things missing. And I said it again on the Tuesday Top 5 this week. You take any player out of the Reds forward pack and they'd make any squad in Australia. You know, But you put them together and there's something missing. There's like a Higgers, a McCallman, mm. that, that type of impact player. There just isn't one there. And um, and it's and it's hurting us. And the other thing that's hurting us is penalties. We gave well, I'm going to say nine because one of them was wrong. But nine, twelve points, twelve points, um, a free ride after dominating with against the force last week. After dominating the first ten minutes, I think the force had four percent of the ball. We gave away twelve, twelve points in ten minutes. You know, and uh, it was just from offsides, stupid stuff in the ruck, uh, and it's the same thing that's been costing us all season. Um, they found some good guys along the way. Oh, JJ Tuolagi had a great debut, I think, and uh, uh, F. Sotia, he's been a good find. Uh, Aiden Tua made big metres. The problem with the three of them is they seem to... Oh, I'm not going to say about Tuolagi, but Tua and F. Sotia seem to be a little bit injury-prone. But uh, I think they're not far off um, clicking. Will Jenia um, has definitely fixed up his box kicking, but 
uh, his pass off the back of the ruck is starting to look a bit funny. I don't know. He, he got, it's still a great pass, but it's taking a, a, a bit longer. Yeah, he got caught a couple of times there, didn't he? Um, look, I, I, that was a hard game. I, I, it was a hard game to accept, and I don't want to take anything away from the force. I thought we looked good. <laughs> you know, there is times we look good. We obviously poor. The discipline stuff kills me, and it's it is a consistent issue for us. Um, but um, uh, you know, there were good performances across the boat. I was heartbroken for Bo Robinson, who I thought had a great game. To be the to he be the one that missed that tackle on on Hayward yeah. at the end there, you know. Just... Yeah, he, he'd been a rock all night. He made eighteen tackles the rest of the game, and that one one try, well, that one tackle he missed sort of yeah. ultimately cost him the game. It was a, it was a harsh blow for him. I agree with that. Yeah. yeah. You know, Benny Tapawai looked good. We're fine. You know, there's a few breaks out there, but we're just not clicking. I talked, made that point about the Waratahs and um, how they look like a great team unit and the Brumbies, and you can just hear it in Billy, Alexa- Billy Alexander's voice there. They're focused and they're determined. I don't see that with the Reds yet. I don't see them clicking. I mean, we saw some of those, you know, saw some magic from Quaid, absolutely, but there's not, they don't seem to have the combinations there, I don't think, which you need for that team. And, you know, you remember back to some of that freaky stuff in 211. Things were clicking, things were sticking, passes were going, all that sort of stuff. It's not happening this year. Which gives me a slightest bit of hope that, you know, that can that stuff can turn at any day time. And, you know, I, I might be getting a bit over the top here, but I seeing some of the footage tonight of the Reds guys shaving their heads and getting behind their shaved hair queue, and it's fantastic. That's the type of stuff that can unite a team and gives me a little bit of hope that this weekend we may see something different from this Reds outfit because I haven't been overly enthused about them this year. You know, mm-hmm. Brumby's win was good. Um, and and tough in a way that was great, but but ever since then that they haven't showed enough for me to uh, get me too confident about the season. Yeah, one thing I think was, which was really good was uh, Quade Cooper how he played on the weekend. I every time he got the ball, I was I was, I was just yeah I was just freaking out every time he got the ball on the weekend. I was, I was thinking something's going to happen here, and and that that step where he got around Steenkamp and McCalman, I thought oh it'd be, like it was just magic, and which is which is really what the Reds really thrive on, and I think the rest of the players just really need to step up. As you said, Tapawai he 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 had his probably the best game of the year, and and I think he's starting at twelve this week. No, Ant Finger yeah, is at twelve. Ant's at twelve, but Taps is still at thirteen. There, and we've got yeah. two back in the wing as well. Yeah, so and they're starting to get those players back. So you haven't had Tortillas for a while, and 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 Fanger back at twelve. He'll give you that that rock solid defence, and, and he's that real general in the in in the defence. Um, so that that will go go help them out there. The penalties, I think, is a really a really big one. They're the most penalised side in the entire competition. They've got eighty eight penalties so far uh, in this comp. It's interesting actually. The three of the three Australians are in the top. Top top three, Brumbies and Waratahs. Uh, so really? there's Reds and Waratahs, yeah. which is really interesting. Uh, and, and, and they're a lot more ahead of the rest of the comp. So you've got Reds on 88, uh, Brumbies 84, Waratahs 82, and then the next one's Chiefs on 70. Oh. Uh, but I think, yeah, the Reds really need to sort their uh, their discipline out. And, and, and you saw how, the, how it happened on the weekend. They dominated the first 10 minutes, and then 10 minutes after that, they were 12 points down. Yeah. Because of, because of four penalties right in, in in the red zone, which they just can't afford to do, and, and I think yeah, they just sort of shot themselves in the foot a few times this year with with silly penalties at, at wrong times. Yeah, absolutely. That's that's really interesting to statistics there. The other thing that gives me some hope this weekend and going forward is where you know Taps is breaking the line. CFC, you know, Satua, we know his abilities. Benny Lucas was another one I thought played really well last week at fullback and and, and looked you know reasonably dangerous back there. So. 
the backs we know, but it's in that pack that we need these guys. There's no questioning their hard working. I think James Hall had his best game of the season uh, on the weekend. James Hansen, once again, was fantastic. Slipper was excellent, the three Jameses there. Um, and uh, but we just need, and Rob Simmons had a good season, so it's all these things. It's perhaps uh, I hate to say it because they're such great guys and such hard workers. It's that back row we just need a little bit more out of, um, and, and you know we'd like a bit of uh, you know X factor there. Yeah, it's been written a lot about this week about how they're, they're really missing the Radiki Summer, the, the Scott Higginbotham, and they haven't really replaced them with that sort of that that, that real mongrel sort of player, that 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 uh, Pokita sort of player. Yeah. Of that they really need to get that grow forward and get the rest of the players g'd up to to uh, to kick to get on the front foot. So the, the back row is very well. Like Quirk, Schatz, and, and Gill and, and Robinson—they're great back rowers individually. But I think as a unit, they, they sort of struggle to 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 do everything that needs to be done as a, as a unit. You see the other teams like uh, like uh, the Force and and the Brumbies, who each each of those players have their individual roles and they do them. To, to the umpteen, whereas the Reds sort of are all a bit the same and they all do the same thing very well, but they're, they're just missing that, that big go-forward sort of player and, and I don't know where it sort of comes from. If uh, Simmons or, or Hallwell, who, who stepped up on the weekend, they really need to to, to, uh, to really step their game up again and, and, and get the, the Reds forwards going forward. Yeah. The other thing in their favour is they've had their South African tour out of the way, so you yeah. know they, they didn't get the wins there, but... Um, They've got to buy this week, oh, sorry, next weekend after the Brumbies. So, look, there's some promising things there. We'll see how they go. Guys, what we want to do now, we've had a good chat about all the teams. Let's have a look at this weekend's games, in particular the, the Aussie games, obviously focused. Now these down. We'll wrap up the podcast. Um, it's been a long one tonight. We appreciate everyone sticking with us. But let's have a look at these games. Obviously, the first one there is on Friday night, uh, the Reds taking on the Brumbies. Reds named their team today. A few changes there, as we talked about. Ant Flying in there at 12 um, and uh, Chris Eftatua back on the wing. Uh, Lockie Turner is still injured, so uh, JJ Tualaga drops down to the bench. Mikey Harris is on the bench, but may not play because of uh, uh, an Achilles issue. Uh, Brumbies haven't named their team yet, and we'll, we'll see that as it comes. But what do you reckon? Ben, well, let's go straight to you, mate. You're the neutral observer here. Uh, Reds, any chance? <sighs> I would like to say yes, but I think the Brumbies are just too too good at the moment, and and they're doing it with ease. I think, and they've still I think they've still got a lot to uh, another gear to step up step up to, and they haven't really been challenged that much. And, and I think they'll make want to make amends after that first that first round loss. Uh, obviously, going to uh, to Suncorp, it's not easy. No, as, as I said, the Force were the first team to win since I think it was last year. I think against since the Force, but it's always a it's always a, a hard a hard game for visiting teams, so the Reds coming after such a such a big big game last week. I, I really don't see them getting up again this week against the the ladder leading Brumbies. Yeah, fair enough. But but I but I hope they do because then that gives the Force a chance to to get to first place. So let's go Reds. <laughs> uh, look, Benny Alexander scared me with his intenseness tonight, so I'll, <laughs> I'll be interested. What do you reckon, Sully? Are we a chance? Oh yeah, yeah, mate, we're going to win. Excellent. All right. They're good. Easy I can't tell you how or why. Yeah. But... <laughs> I'm happy with that. I'll touch on quickly, and leading into that game is obviously the Highlanders of Bulls, which we won't go into too much detail. Saturday night, um, uh, the Chiefs are taking on the Rebels. Rebels travelling over to Hamilton there. Oh, gosh, scary, guys. Anyone, Sully, you reckon the Rebels are any shot here? Uh, yes, I think they are, yeah. But uh, it have to be... I mean, the Chiefs are 
have stumbled a little bit. I mean, they're not the team that won the last two uh, premierships. It's, yep. it's not quite there. They've lost um, Cruden. Yeah, that's all good point. That's a massive one. Um, the Rebels aren't far off it. I think they're, they're a good chance of taking it. Ah, interesting. Okay. Um, as we know, the Chiefs only won three games this season, which is only one ahead of the Rebels anyway. So uh, what about you, Ben? What do you reckon? Oh, I, I <laughs> Cruden is a massive out, but I really don't see it happening. Um, I think the, the 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 Chiefs are just too strong up the front, and, and even though Cruden's gone, they've still got plenty of quality players in that back line, and I'm sure they'll have someone to be able to step in at, at 10 and, and, and do the job well. So I'm tipping the Chiefs to get up. And, yeah. and, and make amends for their uh, South African tour. Yeah, I'm with you. I think, I think the uh, Chiefs team's out, to tell you the truth. I'm not sure who they picked at fly-half. Yeah, well, regardless, as a, as the Kiwis do, there'll be some fly-half to pick from nowhere. It'll do a great job, and I, I'm with you. I think the Chiefs will win that one. Next game is the Mighty One Force versus the Waratahs um, over in there, Perth. Uh, uh, on their, as they come back from South Africa there, Ben, you'd be, you'd be genuinely pretty confident about this game, I would have thought. Uh, oh, I am. I'm, I'm hoping for a win, but I think I think this is the week that really shows where we where we're going to sit for the rest of the year. If we can get up against the Tars this weekend, then I think it really shows that we have turned the corner and, and we are we are really in with the chance to make make the finals. Um, and but I but I think if Flau can't, it all hinges on if Flau plays. There's, there's talk if, he, if he's going to or he's not. If he plays, I, I, I really struggle to see where we're going to get up. Uh, if he doesn't, uh, I think the Force are going to be in there. But I don't think it's going to be like first game. I think it's going to be a very tight and tough game. But I think the hardened bodies of the the the, uh, the forward pack of the of the Waratahs will just be too much for the for the Force players. Yeah, right. Sully, what do you reckon, mate? Uh, yeah, I can't go past the Waratahs. I mean, <laughs> not sounding like it's it's bad a bad feelings after last weekend. The, <laughs> <laughs> the, the force, the force, are, I think will, will will be well in it, and um, but I think you now that Ford pack that the um, Waratahs is running around, and it's just so fast and so big and hard. I think they're just going to wear out the force forces defence in the end. Yeah, basically. Yeah, look, I think the force can match them in the Ford pack. To be honest, um, it'll be that back line that's key, and it's how. Albie and uh, CS control the game. That'll control. That'll determine the outcome there. Yeah, Al- Albie's going pretty awesome. Yeah, he is, isn't he? I heard someone say it might have even be you, Sully, that he's probably the, the the form scrum half in the competition, arguably. You know, the the you know it'd be an option for the All Blacks if he was eligible at the moment. But he's been he has been excellent. Um, I I'm going to tip the Waratahs, but uh, it wouldn't surprise me if the Force get up with this one. Um, and that pretty much does it from the Aussie games. The other other games of the round are the Cheetahs taking on the Crusaders. Crusaders over there in Bloemfontein and the Lions and the Sharks at Joburg. So, and that's round nine. We're not going to go into too much news. Not too much happening this week. We can catch up next week. It's been a massive show. Sully, uh, Ben, thanks so much for your time this evening, guys. Uh, great input. Thanks for having me. I'm just going to go hand my force membership in, I think, after tipping against them. I think I'm going to probably get shot tomorrow. So... <laughs> Alright guys, guys. thanks a lot everyone, thanks everyone for listening, again get out and support your team this week if you've got home games, Uh, Reds and Force get out and support your team, get out and watch your Premier Rugby Club footy and uh, we'll speak to you next week
thought he was all right. Back. 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 Back.